You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovin. This is our latest look at the Kansas City Royals, and I am joined, as I am each week, by Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey, happy New Year, man. And uh, what kind of year is it going to be for the Royals? It's going to be fascinating because this is a team simultaneously trying to trim payroll uh, and yet remain competitive, of course, in the AL Central. Uh, They've already moved about $7 million or so uh, from their 2017 uh, Mm -hmm. books, but uh, there could be more moves in the offing. They still have uh, six players um, set to become free agents after 2017. Eric Hosmer, Mike Moustakis, Lorenzo Cain, Alcides Escobar, Gerard Dyson, Danny Duffy. They've got a bit of a log jam in the outfield right now. Uh, So what's the next uh, shoe to drop here? Well, I, I, I do expect them to probably make at least one more move in terms of a trade before spring training starts. I can't tell you what that's going to be. Because, uh, as you mentioned, the, the Royals are t- trying to accomplish this tough balancing act to, you know, trim some payroll and remain competitive. And as Dayton told me at the end of the winter meetings last month, that they really want to be able to retain some of those six guys you mentioned. Uh, they're not just going to let them all walk. So, you know, that's the tricky part of the economics for the Royals is try to balance all that, keep the payroll in the 140, 145 range, you know, maybe sign a guy like Danny Duffy to a long-term deal, maybe even a moose, uh, maybe move someone to, to create some payroll flexibility to do that. And again, keep an eye on the prize, which is to stay competitive in a division, as you know, uh, probably just has two, maybe three contenders uh, in the AL Central. So uh, they fully expect to make another run at the postseason uh, in 2017, so there's, it's not like they're going to gut the team, uh, but uh, there is some uh, some maneuvering yet to do. Yeah, we heard uh, there was a report over the weekend, I believe, uh, Nick, Nick Cafardo in the Boston Globe said they could have interest uh, in Pedro Alvarez on the open market. Obviously, the Royals uh, might have some at-bats uh, to give away at DH, but, but as we just talked about, and the, the whole point here is to trim payroll, or has been to trim payroll, I'd be skeptical, it, it seems, about uh, – and then again, maybe Pedro Alvarez's price tag just falls so much that it does make sense, or another one of these sluggers that are available in the open market because uh, there is a game of musical chairs going on that, that could work in a, a team like the Royals' favor. But um, for now, it seems status quo with the lineup. Yeah, I, 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 would he play for 250000 a year? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's really would put them – they would have to be going in the wrong direction. And the only way anything like that could get accomplished is if, like I mentioned before, if they move some present payroll right now. And I don't really yeah. see how they get better by taking a big bat out of the lineup and trading him and then adding Pedro Alvarez, who I, I'm not a tremendous fan of in terms of his offense, especially at a place like the K. So – I don't know. I, I, they've talked a lot about the, the DH being a floating DH. It certainly makes sense from their position. Uh, you give guys rest. You know, you've got Chester Cuthbert, who had a pretty decent offensive year last year. Uh, he has no position right now with Mike Mustakis back at third base. He's out of options, so he could become the you know 70% DH a week, and and then you uh, you give the other the other bats to uh, Hosmer. A Perez or a Kane to uh, to rest them. So uh, I'm not ruling anything out. Of course, uh, I'm sure Nick has his, his, his sources, or, or maybe he's just you know adding up the pieces and go, hey, this makes sense for them. Uh, but they, they certainly would like that. You know, I, I think in the long run, it'd be great fit to have a, a full-time DH. You know, like they had with Kenner's Morales the last two years. But 
I just can't see the economics of it right now. Uh, you've written it. It sounds like as far as the bullpen is concerned, uh, of course, they moved Wade Davis, uh, and yet still hoping the bullpen can emerge as a strength. It's going to take a lot of creativity there. Yeah. Um, as as we record this, Greg Holland and Luke Hochaver are still out there as, as free agents. Are are those guys, uh, is, is their era over in Kansas City? Is there still a chance of one of them could come back to the Royals? I think there's definitely a chance. Um, they didn't show a lot of interest in Greg Holland uh, over the last month or so, but I think they're just kind of waiting to see you know what kind of offers he gets. I, I'd heard some rumors that uh, he he at least got a two year two year offer from uh, Colorado. I wasn't able to confirm that, but um, you know with with Hochaver too. I mean you know he's coming off that thoracic surgery. Uh, you just don't know when he's going to be healthy. I've heard he's on schedule and stuff like that, but. Um, that's that's going to be another wait and see thing. Where will he will he be ready for spring training for for you know at least March or something like that? Uh, now they could get him with an incentive you know based contract, and uh, he certainly has a history here and, and would like to come back here. I think the Royals would like to get him back here if he's going to be healthy, um, and they could certainly use him because, like you mentioned, the bullpen right now uh, you certainly, you've got Kelvin Herrera, who's a proven entity uh, as a closer. We know he can be dominant. But in front of him, there's a lot of question marks. You know, can Joaquin Soria bounce back? Uh, will Matt Strom, you know, the rookie left-handed sensation from last year, will he be as good as he was last year? Uh, you know, can a guy like Brian Flynn step up, uh, uh, who had a pretty solid year last year? Uh, and then they've got some guys in the system, you know, you know a young right-hander named Josh DeMont, who, you know, can hit 100 miles an hour on the gun. And uh, I think he's going to get a chance. Uh, but it's going to be – piecing it together, but Dayton said, hey, as long as we've got that anchor, which is Kelvin Herrera, we can build a bullpen, and really nobody does it much better than Dayton over the last few years. Yeah, it seems a Joaquin Soria bounce back is is so elemental to this team's competitive chances, is it not? Just because of what they invested in him, and, and as you say, the, the setup situation being so dicey. I mean, there's a guy who's, who's been there, done that, but boy, it's just a steep regression uh, in, in 2016. Do you what was the final word on that as far as what went wrong for him uh, in his first year back with the You Royals? know, it wasn't really just one thing. There were a lot of different things going on. I think is, you know, obviously anytime something goes wrong with the pitcher, they always point to command. It almost becomes a cliche. But uh, his yeah. stuff actually wasn't too bad. I mean, his his velocity was, was you know, and Ned's mentioned this many times, was, was better than the first time he went through Kansas City. But that's not everything, of course. Um, he would just make mistakes, and he's, he doesn't have good enough stuff anymore that he can make those mistakes. So he's going to have to readjust, uh, be better. Early in the year, you know, he got beat on a lot of fluky stuff. Late in the year, there were no flukes to those balls going out of the park uh, 420 feet. So uh, they do desperately need him to be better uh, because they invested a you know a three-year, $25 million deal. He's in the middle of that now, his second year. Um, you're not going to cut bait with that kind of salary when you're a small market team. So uh, they're counting on him. He's got to be better. Um, and Dayton, of course, you know, they're all putting on the, the good face right now that, that he's going to be better and he's going to have to be because uh, there's not that depth that they've had in recent years in that pen. Uh, one last thing, Jeff, I just want to kind of go back to the conversation in, in the outfield. I mean, it is a, it's a crowded trade market in the outfield right now. And uh, the Royals, when you talk about Dyson and Kane, two guys going into last year of their deal, which, you know, maybe it's uh, when you talk about a one-year guy, it, it's maybe easier to ascertain the value, but it might be harder to get the value, you know, they place upon them, especially with, uh, uh, with, with Dyson, just because he is so, so 
affordable for the Royals. So is there any scenario, do you think, where they take all of these guys into spring training and, and try to sort out a lineup that works and, and keeps everybody uh, in there, uh, you know, enough to stay productive? I'm talking about, you know, Paulo Orlando and, and Soler. Uh, obviously, there, as we alluded to, there are perhaps some DH at-bats to be had. Um, do you think there's any scenario where, where all these guys are on the roster going into the season? I think there is. I mean, uh, you know, they love having depth because, as you know, I mean, you can go into spring training and somebody blows out a knee or something like that, and you go, oh, well, yeah. let's get Dyson and Orlando in there. Oh, we traded him. You know, so I, I don't think they're going to be in a hurry to move a guy, one of those guys. Uh, they're going to start – I think they'll start the year with Kane in center, Soler in right, and, and you know, obviously Alex Gordon in left, uh, and Dyson and Orlando are the top backups. Um, there's There's been interest in, in Dyson, as you know, uh, obviously, you know, the return hasn't been enough for Dayton to pull the trigger yet. And, and as you mentioned, too, I mean, it's hard to move those guys with one with, in their last years. You just don't get the same value uh, when, the, when the, the team you're trading to doesn't have club control over them for a few years. So it's been tough. Um, you know, I, th- I think Dayton's been patient and wisely patient. Um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, we go into spring training uh, basically with this same roster and then maybe he makes a move in spring training. Uh, but I do think, you know, I still think because they want to sign a guy like Danny Duffy to a long-term deal, they're going to have to create a little bit more flexibility in the payroll. So something might happen, you know, to to move a salary. I can't, like I said, I can't really tell you who it's going to be. Uh, it might be one of those outfielders. I kind of doubt it, but we'll see. All right, there you have it. That's the latest from Jeffrey Flanagan. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.